Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. Today there was a vote that actually was blocked. It was blocked in the Senate and it was blocked by Senate Democrats. And we're talking about the blockage of the Syrian refugee bill. And we're going to talk about that this afternoon right here in your show of Foreign by You. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. Now, the Senate Democrats blocked consideration of a bill that Republicans had put forth and that passed the House to curb the flow of Syrian and Iraqi refugees into the United States in order to prevent terrorists from slipping in. Now, in exchange for taking up the bill, Democrats wanted votes on amendments, including one that would have forced GOP senators to go on the record on Donald Trump's controversial plan to ban all Muslims from entering the United States of America. The vote largely split down party lines 55 to 43. It fell short of the 60 votes needed for the bill to advance. So what does this result mean? It means the refugee bill, which passed the House with broad bipartisan support in November, likely is dead for this year, 2016 at least. Now remember, even if it had passed, the president warned he would veto the bill if it made its way to his desk. The vote today had both national security and 2016 campaign ramifications. Hear me out. This is about national security, but it is also about politics and this election year. The concern about the refugees is a dominant political issue in the presidential campaign. The frontrunner for the Republicans, even though he hasn't really and always been a Republican and not a lot of Republicans seem to like him, is frontrunner Donald Trump. And he has led the charge against this administration and this refugee program to provide a safe haven for thousands of people fleeing those war-ravaged countries. Now, I want to bring up some stuff that has come up today, and, and maybe politicians on the Hill didn't even know about this. If they're hoping to help left or right or hurt, politically, the American voter doesn't seem much interested anymore. Democrats that have been polled nationally and separate polls in Iowa and New Hampshire, and, New Hampshire, and even Republicans – no longer, as they once did after the Paris attacks and after San Bernardino's terrorism attack here on U.S. soil, no longer consider national security, homeland security, terrorism, any of those things, a number one issue for them as voters. And what does this show us? It showed us that voters have short-term memories. It shows us the, that the farther we get away from a catastrophic event, whether it be a terrorism attack or a hurricane, uh, you know, war, um, the list goes on, the less effective we are by it. And we change our minds very, very quickly, and we have short memories. What's number one? The same thing that's always number one in an election for the most part, jobs and the economy, or the economy and jobs that go hand in hand. It's the economy, stupid, James Carvel said. It was right then. It was right before then. It is still right now. And I say that because perhaps Democrats are speaking more with the block of this bill 
to the constituency of America than Republicans are. Oh, yeah, Trump has his supporters, but the majority of Republicans don't support Trump, and majority of Republicans don't support a Muslim ban, by the way, as much as you want to demonize them if you're a Democrat. Shamefully, there is a percentage, very small, less than 20%, that support the ban, and even some Democrats that support Trump. Shame on them! Where's their card? Give it over. Let's revoke it. But the reality is that if ISIS wanted to penetrate the United States borders, A, they don't need a refugee program or Syrian and Iraqi refugees to do it. There are ISIS members in almost every country, unfortunately, folks. And as we saw from San Bernardino, you don't need to come here from elsewhere. Now, I know some people are talking about the fiancé visa and the woman involved in those terrorist attacks. But the man involved in those terrorist attacks was born in the United States of America. Another fear is that because ISIS is in Syria, because they train people in Syria, that's where they would come. Sure, there might be a few ISIS members or bad guys there. But ISIS would have a much better and easier chance of coming into the United States through a student visa program, a work visa program, sneaking into the country, than the task of going through a refugee program, which really scrutinizes and can take one to two years for them to get here. That's not quick enough. And let me tell you another way they can get here really fast and they don't need a visa. And you're probably looking at one right now like I am. It's called your computer. It's called the Internet. ISIS has been extremely successful in radicalizing and recruiting members through that screen. The screen right in front of me, the screen in front of many of you, or that phone in your hand, or that tablet on the corner of your desk. That's the reality. If we pause and say, let's not have Syrian and Iraqi refugees come here for a bit, what are we saying as a leader of the free world? What are we saying as somebody who upholds our Constitution and says nobody else has this and nobody else has that First Amendment? It says we're liars. It says we tear down the lady in the harbor. We might as well build the damn fences around every border. Screw having beaches on the Atlantic and Pacific. It doesn't show this as being a multicultural land of opportunity that is open to all races, ethnicities, cultures, creeds. We're better than that. And you know what really makes me mad? It makes me mad that you, my friend, if you support pausing on the refugees, you, my friend, if you say, oh, no, we shouldn't have these refugees here, you, my friend, are allowing your own fear and allowing your own paranoia and perhaps your own Islamophobia to prevent helping men, women, and even more so, children. Some of these children are orphans. Shame on us not to provide water, not to provide food, not to provide shelter. By the way, that's biblical. Now, we all know that Steve Jobs was born to a Syrian refugee. His father was a Syrian refugee. We all know that somebody coming through there could be the next Steve Jobs or Beethoven or whatever. And those odds are probably about the same as somebody from ISIS coming through. In addition, ISIS knows that somebody from Syria is going to be screened a heck of a lot, perhaps, uh, you know, more heavily than somebody coming through Germany. They're not as stupid as you think. 
After the shoe bomber, they were checking all her shoes. Do you think any terrorist said do shoes? They said, ah, they're looking at the shoes, go to the belts. They're looking at the shoes, go to the Kool-Aid. They're looking at the shoes, go to the tampons. Whatever it is. They know you're going to jab left, so they're going to duck and come up with a right. That's war. And we are at war. But we are not at war with the people of Syria. We are not even at war with the nation of Syria. And we are certainly not at war with the religion of Islam, which is practiced in numerous nations and is the fastest growing religion that has 1.6 plus billion members. It's the fastest growing religion in the United States. It will be the second largest religion in the United States in years to come. I know that frightens the living bejesus out of some of you. There are some people that will say today, there are some people that have already posted on Twitter, why can't they pick up a gun and fight? Why are they leaving? You know, the G.I. Joe, Clint Eastwoods that we are in America. Because they don't have money, they don't have guns, and you're not going to, especially in a culture where the man is the leader of the family, send your wife and your kid where you fear your wife could be raped. Perhaps you're the only one that speaks anything other than Arabic. You speak a little bit of English or maybe speak a little bit of French or something that you could actually, or German, to communicate. These people don't want to live in ISIS caliphate. Do you know what it's like living in the ISIS caliphate? If an ISIS member comes up to you and wants your daughter, they will shoot you. They will take your daughter. They will rape her. They will uh, as a, make her a child bride of somebody and toss her away, perhaps strap a bomb to her and send her into a crowd. They might do the same with your sister, your mother, your wife. Wouldn't you flee that? Now, you might say, no, I'd stay and fight. With what? One of the reasons ISIS can overpower these people is not only do they have the weaponry, they have the money. And they have instilled fear, just like Donald Trump has done. Donald Trump has instilled fear, and that's how come some of you go, yeah, 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 ban the Muslims, ban the Muslims. Uh." Problem is, folks, with over 300 mass shootings in this country, only one, two, excuse me, were a Muslim, and only one was a terrorist attack. So what about the more than 300? Majority of those would be considered or consider themselves Christian. Are we supposed to ban them too? We have, I believe, as human beings, regardless of the country that we're in, but even more so in this nation, for the anonymous... The anonymous writer of the quote that my husband and I try to live by, to whom much is given, much is expected. We, America, have been given much. Whether it's at our own hands, whether it's by luck, God, or all of the above, we, the United States, are free. We, the United States, are blessed. I know Sarah Palin will tell you we're going to hell in a handbag. I know Donald Trump and other Republicans will tell you we've got to take our country back and make America great again. America, my friend, is great. We are free. We have freedom of religion. We have freedom of speech. Yes, you can pack your gun, AK-47s, with that, you know, multi-clip magazine and blow Bambi and the family away in five seconds. This country is great because you can come from elsewhere and be a no one and become a someone. This country is great because nobody is going to knock on your door and arrest you if you say, I hate the president. This country is great because we can coexist with our multicultural, multi-ethnic, and multi, multi-racial and multi-religious existence. This country is great because you can come from the ghetto and go to Harvard. This country is great 
because women are freer and have more opportunity here than perhaps any other country in the world. This country is great because we don't have a wall around it. This country is great because we do help those in need. This country is great because we have a hovering around 5 or lower percent unemployment rate. The list goes on. But one of the things this country is great and is known for is opening our arms to those that are being persecuted. And the people of Syria, folks, are being persecuted, as are those from Iraq. In Iraq, ISIS has a stronghold. In Syria, an even larger stronghold, where they're building a caliphate and trying to build a larger one in Iraq. And people are fleeing that. You get upset when uh, the, the Yazidis, you know, want to, you know, the, the Yazidis are being persecuted by the uh, ISIS members. Yazidis are both Christian and Muslim. They've taken some of Christianity, some of Islam, and they made their own religion. You don't want them to come here? They're from Iraq. What about the Iraqi Christians, Iraqi Jews? Yes, there are some. And the Iraqi Muslims are being persecuted. And the same with the Syrians. And by the way, not, not all Syrians are fleeing ISIS if they're not from that section of the country. They're, they're fleeing their own president, who we know has used chemical warfare on them and shot them like fish in a battle, barrel with, his own milita- with their own military using their own tax dollars. So I want to ask you, one, if you were in the Senate today, my friend, how would you have voted? If you were a part of that Senate today, how would you have voted on both the bill that would have banned refugees from Syria and Iraq and as well as the Trump Amendment to ban all Muslims from entering the U.S.? How would you, if you were a senator, how would you have voted today? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. And what does it say about the Republican Party that their senators won't even vote and go on the record regarding their frontrunner's Muslim ban? Are they spineless? Or do they not want or do they not want people to see their true colors? 8886 Leslie, 8886537543. Be a man! Grow a spine or a set of cojones. Seriously. Say what you believe and stand by it, damn it. We love our guns. Really? Well, you know what? You're a pansy, man. Without that gun, you are a pansy. Stand up and say what you really believe, what you really think. Don't hide behind somebody with a bad hairdo who might be your nominee. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. Now, what did you think of Harry Reid's strategy to the amendment about Trump's Muslim ban to the refugee bill? I think it was fair. What is the reason people want to put a pause on Syrian refugees and Iraqi refugees? Because they're Muslim! So it goes hand in hand with the Muslim ban, even though not all of them are Muslims. The ignorance of America is anybody from where a place ISIS might be, anybody who dresses different from us, must be a Muslim. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Do you agree with the additional 10,000 refugees who will be coming to the United States? After the blocking of the bill in the Senate today, 10,000 refugees will be coming to the United States. How do you feel about that? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Do you fear we will see violence against these individuals once they make it into the country? Oh, I fear that. When you got people say light them up at Trump rallies when somebody's simply expressing their opinion and using their First Amendment right, that scares me. These people are brave. They're brave to have left. They're brave to come here. And you know what? We are better than that, America. Some of our ancestors were persecuted. 
Does that call up paying it forward? 8886 Leslie, 8886 is the number. How many refugees should we take in? 8886 Leslie, we're taking an additional 10,000. Germany, by the way, to put it in perspective, they've taken 100,000. They've had zero terrorism issues. So maybe our worries are unwarranted? What do you think? 8886 Leslie, 8886 Back to you and your calls right after this. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of truth. The Leslie Marshall Show. Give her a call now at 888-6-LESLIE. back you know what i went along with that monologue we're gonna be coming to our break that's our short segment so this gives you the time to pick up the phone and join us if you were in the senate how would you have voted today how do you feel about ten thousand refugees coming here where should they go will they be uh, faced with violence or will we show them the hospitality of this great nation when they arrive 888 leslie 888-653-7543 pick up the phone and join me right here on the only true democracy in talk radio of for and by you Back after this. Leslie, let's go to Great Falls, Montana, line three, listening on our new affiliate KINX 102.7 FM, and that's Debbie joining us. Hey, Debbie, happy hump day. Hey, how are you today? Good, thank you. Well, my comment is, you know, I know these people have to go somewhere, and I just don't understand why, and you were making the comment that, you know, Germany took 100000 and they haven't had any problem, but... I don't think anything's going to happen right away. I mean, look at 9-11. How long did they plan that? I'm, I'm not saying they're bad, but I'm saying we can't, we, we can't even take care of our own people. Why are we bringing more into the country that are probably going to have to go on assistance and things like that, that we're not even taking care of the kids and the people we have now here? Well, first of all, I wouldn't want any of them to go on assistance, and I hear you, and I know there's this idea that we still have a problem with jobs. We don't, quite frankly. There's just two areas of jobs, and not all of us uh, you know, are applicable. One are entry-level jobs, you know, working mm-hmm. like a fast-food franchise in retail, um, and then um, other jobs are very high-tech jobs, like Silicon Valley, which I certainly could never do, um, But and many, many of these people could not, but they could do entry-level jobs, which other people could do out there as well, but choose not to. Um, or don't like it. Remember, um, although we're fighting for higher minimum wage, what we make as minimum wage is a lot of money to some of these people. Oh, yeah. No, I, I don't. I mean, it's, I, I just don't understand why. If I just, some of them, you, I'm sure there's good, but I'm just, after all you hear, and I, I just think down the road with that many more coming in, it's, it's going to hurt us more than anything. 
Okay, uh, and, I, and I hear you. You're worried about you know the economy, and you're, you're worried about hey, like you said, you know we can't take care of uh, our own people. You know maybe a burden to systems such as you know healthcare um, or uh, a, a, a social system. So so my question to you, America. Debbie. So I, 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 but but really, are we safe? I don't think we're we're safe within our own borders. Oh no, I don't think we are. But bringing more in. Yeah, but these people coming in don't have guns. Well, that doesn't mean they can't get them. That's true. So maybe we I mean, should work on legislation. Maybe should we work, maybe we should work on legislation to prevent people, whether they're coming here or already here, from getting the types of guns that is uh, that is creating mass carnage when being used. I don't think that I. You know, the gun issue is such a big thing. I don't think no matter what you do, there's people are always going to be able to get guns. I mean, the last couple oh, of no people question. killed have have no, no question. guns stolen from police departments. No question. However. If we limit the amount of people that can be killed with one gun in a small period of time, if one life is saved, in other words, you know, like just look at San Bernardino, some of these other uh, mass shootings or terrorist attacks, mm-hmm. you know, you know, rather than, you know, 20 people being wiped out or a dozen being wiped out of one or two. And I'm not saying those one or two lives don't matter. I'm simply saying, look how many lives could be saved. Well, you know, why don't we go forward with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just. But I hear, I hear that. I hear that you sound like you're a very nice person who wants to do the right thing. So let me ask you this: If the United States of America, who helps almost every nation when there's a natural disaster, right, um, asks other countries to take in in part of an international community to fight against ISIS, don't we have to take a portion because we're taking a very small amount considering our size? compared to Germany, which is taking uh, more than 10 times which we are, and they are what, arguably 10 times or more smaller. But how do you know somewhere deep down that some of these people aren't part of ISIS? We don't. We don't. But quite, but, but quite, but quite frankly, this is, my question to you would be, why are we afraid of somebody from Syria maybe being ISIS? Why aren't you afraid of somebody from Mexico maybe being part of the Sinaloa drug cartel? Oh, I mean, that's true, too. Or from China being part of one of the toughest mafia and gang groups that they have, Mm -hmm. at least in California. Yeah. Right? Or from Russia maybe being a spy? I, I guess, you know, we've already got, I don't know, we've already got enough to worry about. We don't need, I, I don't it's, 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 it's a hard situation. And, Debbie, before I let you go, do you feel these people will be treated unfairly and improperly by Americans, most Americans? Um, depending on where they go, yes. Okay. Uh, you're in Great Falls, Montana. How would somebody right. from Syria be treated there? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, we have an air base here. And so they would... They, Let's just say they would stand out a lot more. Than so, so they'd be easier targets because they're easier to pick right. up. I, I don't right. know if anything would really happen to them because we don't have. Uh, you don't have. They, you don't have. You don't have a lot of diversity there, so you really don't have any. Right. You, don't, you don't know how what happens when you know the non-white guys come in. Right. The, yeah. Right. We don't. I mean, it's not we're we're not country back hicks, but no, no. It's just, I, they, they. I mean, we don't have a lot of them here, so they would stand out. I, I, I really think. Okay. And maybe they would be just fine. Well, Debbie, I, uh, you're honest. You're our 
first caller from our new affiliate. I hope you will be a regular and call us another time. We really liked having you on today. Thank you. Oh, well, thank you. I, I, I appreciate that. You, you know, and you can hear in Debbie the humanity, the struggle of, look, I don't have anything against these people, but we need to, we need to take care of ourselves. We need to fix ourselves first. You know, I don't, there was no vitriol there. That, that's not the Trump or Trump supporter mantra, you know? And everybody has a right to their opinion, and, and, and I respect that. So let's go next to uh, Helen, who's in Ithaca, New York, line four. Helen, good afternoon. Hi, good afternoon. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that that thing was blocked, and, um, you know, we need to help these people. Um, well, what about what help. Debbie What about what about Debbie said? She had some valid points, which is, you know, how are we going to take care of them? We can't take care of ourselves. What if they go on these, uh, you know, social programs and, you know, that's just, you know, another mouth for America to feed kind of thing, and also how they'll be treated? Um, I'd love for you to speak to those points. Okay. Well, I can't, you know, really anticipate. I can't, you know, read in my crystal ball, but I would think that they would just be so happy to be here that they are going to work hard and they're not going to, you know, point themselves out as some kind of parasite who's trying to take advantage and uh and we also screen for that too you know it's like not everyone can get public assistance you have to actually really need it and and i think you have to work part of the time too since clinton put that welfare reform thing in place so well, uh, but the, the the other thing is, uh, like I said, minimum wage for people coming from Iraq and parts of Syria is a lot more money than they could ever have made. The other thing is, I I think that, you know, I th- I think that also some may assimilate, some may not. I think they want to show other people that they can be hardworking, very, great Americans. And that's a very good point you make because historically the immigrant population works so hard because right. they feel they have to work harder to be accepted. Right. Yeah, I totally agree. I wanted to make one point, too, about the people. What happened in Colonia where um, a, a bunch of women were complaining, and one actually said she was actually raped about being attacked by newly um, – New refugees, you know, from from Syria and other countries. Do you, do you recall that story? No, I do not. Oh, yeah, that happened. Yeah, that, so that's why they're criticizing Merkel. They're saying, like, you look at you're like being too nice to these people because they come in. But um, the only thing I wanted to say is I, I I went to school in France. It was very cheap, by the way, because um, it's a socialist country. It was like less than two hundred bucks a year. But um, the first year I was there. I went with, like, about five of us from this uh, female dormitory, uh, about three Americans, uh, two Europeans, for to celebrate New Year's Eve on the Champs-Élysées, and men just went nuts, and they were running around hugging everybody. (laughs) And, And so, I mean, it's like, that's just, like, what happens. It's not, you know, and nobody's, like, a sexually assaulted me. Nobody touched my breasts or my derriere or anything, but, you know, but that happened, and it's like, that happened, you know, so. Well, I, I appreciate you sharing that. I have to ask you, because I hear this, because it's going to, I'm going to always wonder, Helen, because I know you've called before, I didn't hear it. Are you, if you don't mind me asking, are you, like, near a, a machine at a hospital that beeps? Um, no, I'm actually at my home. Oh, why? Maybe... <laughs> 
Maybe the CIA is uh, recording my calls or something. No, 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 no. I hear a beep. You know, does it, Mark, Andrew, do you guys hear that? That no, beep? No, they like... must be on your your end, Leslie. Something oh my God. Studio. Okay, I can hear. It's almost like I'm connected to like uh, you know uh, uh, an intensive care unit, and I see you. Okay, thank you, Helen. <laughs> I'm glad you're okay. I'm glad you're okay. Ellen's like, I'm going to go to the doctor now. Thank you for scaring me, Leslie. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll take more calls if you're holding. Layla in Massachusetts, you were next, girlfriend. I know your phone dropped. Give us a buzz back. Eight 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 six Leslie. Eight 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 six five three seven five four three. And guys, you can call on this as well. I know women aren't the only ones who have hearts regarding the refugees. And uh, I, even if you disagree with me, you know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna slap you upside the head. All right, I might slap you upside the head. You know it's a chance. You must take eight 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 six Leslie. Eight 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 six five three seven five four three is Zinaba. Leslie Marshall, real people, real life, real talk. Give her a call now at eight 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 six Leslie. with Reggie Line 2. Uh, Reggie, good afternoon. How are you? What do you think about this vote? The refugees, how would you have voted? How do you think they'll be treated? Well, just like your previous caller, Helen, said, I think it's a good idea to bring them in, to give, to lend them our support and a helping hand. And speaking of which, why, why are the Republicans against lending helping hands to these Syrian, Syrian refugees who just only wanted to improve and better their lives, you know, and their chances and their choices at living, you know. Why are they listening to their, uh, shall we say, puppeteers like Donald they, Donald J. Trump and Sarah Palin, who I thought who I thought sounded kind of drunk when she spoke today. You know what I'm saying? Why are they listening to them instead of their own conscience? You know what I'm saying? To help, you know, to help these people. Like they should be listening. If there's such Bible-thumping... Well, just- I, I agree with you there. I don't understand how you stand up and you talk about this will bring this country back and this is the country of God and we're Christians. Really? Well, read the Bible and read about Jesus because Jesus would have taken these refugees in. Yes, he would have. And, you know, why are they so against doing that? What, what are they so afraid of? What are they so afraid of? Well, they're afraid that ISIS will come through Syria and that all the Syrian refugees are Muslim terrorists. You mean you think they're afraid of their very own shadows, if it were, as it were, you know? They're afraid of themselves and their very own shadows. I think I mean, actually, Reggie, I think many people are afraid of death, which is inevitable yeah. for all of us. And I think if we wrap our head around that, I think that's one of the advantages that ISIS and other groups like that have. They're not afraid to die. Right, but you know, but to turn but to turn innocent Syrian refugees away who just want to improve themselves and better their lives, as I said earlier. That's just plain wrong. I mean, what if it was the other way around? What if the shoe was on the other foot? We don't think about that, though. We really don't think about that. And I think part of the reason is because we are uh, such a uh, a, a not only um, a blessed nation. um, We are definitely in the world of haves and have-nots. We're haves. Even our poorest are are doing better than some middle class in third-world countries. Right. But why, why, why can't we give them the exact same chance? I agree with you, and we're going to. 
but obviously a lot of Americans aren't comfortable with that. Uh, Reggie, uh, appreciate the call as always and appreciate your contribution to the program. Thank you. Have a good day. Let's go next to the Bronx with Michael, line one. Michael, good afternoon. Um, I would imagine you're happy the Democrats blocked uh, the Republican vote that went through the House to the Senate. The president wouldn't have signed it. What's your take on these uh, refugees and the 10,000 that will come to the U.S.? Where where should they uh, be brought? And maybe some of the concerns of an earlier caller, Debbie, in Montana, who had said, well, you know, we got to take care of our own people. You know, what are these people going to do? That kind of thing. Well, uh, I will address Debbie first, which is a legitimate concern. But let's not forget uh, the people in office, namely Republicans, who got the gall, as you have pointed out, to call themselves champions of Christian morals. Um, They don't even take care of their own. Look how much they have abused and neglected our own American people, even the military. So it is a big question as to how um, will we take care of um, a bunch of refugees. And my answer to that is, by the grace of God, if you are really Christian, you would welcome these people with open arms. If they come in peace, I welcome them in peace. I extend my hand, I give them a hug, and say, welcome aboard. Because as you said, that's what Christ expects us to do. And the thing is, is that, you know, I'm so sick and tired of these right-wingers that want to say, oh, we're afraid of ISIS, we're afraid of ISIS, and stuff like that. But they forget who the hell created ISIS. It was a bunch of Americans, namely the Bush administration. And then you guys spent eight years supporting them, saying, like, bring them on or go to war in Iraq and we got to fight them there and not fight them there. What the hell is this thing about fighting? Why can't we just put the damn weapons down, put the damn clubs down, unclench the fists, and learn to get along? Well, I, I, I agree with you there. I agree with you there. And and so that we understand this is an international coalition, if you will, of nations opening their arms. Refugees are coming from four com- countries primarily. The bill was specifically about two of those countries, uh, Syria and Iraq. Now, in Afghanistan, by the way, Afghanistan produces the second largest population of asylum seekers. Syria, four million have fled war there. And ISIS, war from ISIS, war from uh, Assad, the civil war because of the, you know, factions. Iraq, more, more, more than three million are fleeing. And by the way, they're fleeing ISIS. Um, and uh, Eritrea, thousands have uh, fled. It's a police state every month more and more flee. Now, this is where they're going so that people understand. Turkey has taken in nearly, and I say this because some people say, what about the Muslim countries? Turkey, a Muslim country, has taken in nearly 2 million Syrian refugees. Lebanon, a majority of Muslims in Lebanon, has taken in 1.1 million refugees. Jordan, a Muslim nation, who has taken in almost all of the Palestinian refugees, a very small country, has taken in 629,000 Syrian refugees. Uh, Libya has taken in refugees and also is assisting them and taking care of them and providing boats for them that are going to Europe and don't desire to stay in Libya. Um, Hungary uh, has trainloads of migrants uh, that come into their country and they help them to seek refuge uh, within the EU. Uh, Germany is one of the most welcoming of the EU countries. They've taken in 100,000. They're going to take more. Obviously, Germany 
has, some would say, an ulterior motive, but, you know, who cares? They're welcoming them. They need the labor force because Germany has a much older population that's dying out. Their economy will not be sustainable unless they have new uh, workers and younger workers, and they just don't have the number of people that are younger and that can uh, can man their workforce. Um, Austria... Um, uh, they, they had some people go to Austria. If you remember, 71 migrants died in a truck this past summer. Um, the U.K. is actually raising the number of refugees it's taking in. Um, uh, France has a migrant camp in Calais. It's actually called the Jungle, unfortunately. They are taking in more, not less, and they continue to ta- – after they had the attack in Paris – Unlike us, with our reaction after San Bernardino, the terrorism attack there, um, uh, France not only said we will continue to take in, but they said they're going to take more. Um, uh, Italy has boats that are coming from Libya. And do you know what? I heard Italian after Italian when interviewed who said they came down to see these people. And then when they saw them, they realized they were people. And when they looked at them, they realized they were children, they were men, they were women, they were hungry, they were frail, they they were suffering, they were sick, they were in need. And most of the Italians did an about-face as to how they originally felt. Um, Greece um, has boats, they have islands uh, around the Greek islands, uh, around the main um, you know area of Greece where Athens is that are not very populated. A lot of people are going to those islands. Sweden, by the way accepts the most refugees per capita in the EU they've, EU. they've accepted. They continue to accept. We, the United States, are part of this worldwide coalition. We have a responsibility. And when you look at our size and you look at our wealth, 10,000 is nothing. And by the way, we've had in, in California alone almost 2,000. And not only has there not been one terrorist attack by any of them, there's not been one criminal, criminal out of any of them. None of them have been None of them have been charged with a criminal act out of the 2,000 that came to California, and they're continuing to be tracked. Michael? Yeah, you know something? i got to hand it to you because, just like you said, a lot of these people want to talk about, you know, their guns this and their guns that. They don't have the courage. I want to use the word mild, mild word, courage, to sit down or even stand up and talk with somebody without a weapon. And it's like... What you said, without the guns, they have nothing. They are nothing. You know, you got to have more heart to want to come face-to-face with somebody and have a dialogue without having to have some kind of a doggone weapon, like you're ready to blast the person's head off if they say something you don't like. I agree with you there, Michael. Out of time, agree with you there. Appreciate it. Special thanks to Marky Mark Grimaldi and to Andrew Tomady, my producers here on the radio show. It takes a village. Well, it takes uh, definitely a village for me, Leslie Marshall, for this show, TV, and all of that. Um, So many uh, tweets on Twitter. Follow me there at Leslie Marshall. Sorry, I didn't have time to share those. We'll be back tomorrow. Hope you will as well, 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Have a great afternoon and evening, everyone. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. This is no ordinary sub shop. This is Firehouse Subs. Welcome to Firehouse! Tired of overpriced lunches that underdeliver on flavor? 
head to Firehouse Subs, where for a limited time, you can get a $4.99 choice sub. Choose from a medium smoked turkey, Virginia honey ham, or roast beef. They're custom-made hot subs at a price ready-made to make you smile. Just $4.99, only at Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs, save more lives. Participating locations plus tax limited time offer prices may vary for delivery.